0: We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't
1: care how you got here.
0: We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: you and welcome to the program kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network i'm your co-host brianna hope beaton and i'm your co-host raven Devanny. and today we're interviewing a very special guest emma kennedy who is a voice talent in the film epic reviewing the film standing up jobs and lee daniels the butler so right now we're speaking with emma kenny about the (laughs) film epic so thank you for joining us today emma how are you
3: I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you?
2: I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking.
3: So, You're you welcome. play
2: Mary Gold. You play the voice of Mary Gold. How was that for you?
3: It was really fun. It was my first ever movie and it was my first ever voiceover movie too. So, um, yeah, but it was a really fun experience and I had so much fun working on it. Oh. I
2: like The little voiceover I've done, Uh, I'm mainly into Mm -hmm. acting, but the little voiceover I've done, it seems very cool how you can voice um, the emotions of your character and the intentions of your character through your voice. And I think voiceovers are a lot harder than acting because you can't make any facial expressions or, or move around. It has to be solely on your voice. So I think that's why it's a lot harder. And I think people should get more credit for it. So. Definitely. I
3: mean, it was a different experience, but it was really fun, and I had I had never done anything like it, so it was really cool. Mm-hmm.
2: So, mm-hmm. how would you describe your character, Marigold?
3: Well, the marigold little flower is basically just just idolizes Queen Tara, who's played by Beyonce, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, yeah, and you know, spoiler alert, she becomes queen at the end, taking Beyonce's throne, which not many people can say. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really it was really cool.
2: So, do you see her, like, I know she's a flower, and, um, you're not, prince. you're not a flower that wants to be a princess queen slash, yeah. but if you were in her shoes, do you think that you would be doing the same thing she was doing?
3: I think so, I mean, who doesn't want to be a princess? I mean, we all dream about that <laughs> as little girls and stuff, so, um, I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know if I'd actually take it to the step of actually becoming, <laughs> you know, the queen slash princess, but yeah. I'd probably dream about it.
2: Yeah, it's like, I'll dream about it, but I just, I, I
3: don't know if I'll become it, but I'll dream I about know, it. I know, Not many people, you know, expect to become queens in their lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, when did you, like, when you did your voiceover, was it by yourself or were there other voice actors around you doing their voices as well?
3: I was alone in the booth with, uh, I mean, it was just me. I was the only actor, but I was with our director, Chris Wedge, and a bunch of the producers and those people. And it was so much fun. We shot in a, a studio in New York City for mm-hmm. about six or seven sessions. And, um, yeah, it was a really great experience. And we started recording, I think it was December 2012. Mm. So it was December 2011, December
2: 2011. Ah. Mm. <laughs> between those. <Yeah>. Between those. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really remember. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, if
3: you did, you do a lot to get into character. I did. I mean, not in the sense that, like, like cause we don't. We actually just get our sides. You know, when we go into the booth. So mm-hmm. I couldn't really do as much as I had hoped. But we went when we went into the recording studio. Um, I kind of just like imagined somebody like freaking out, like one of my friends is like a big fan of Taylor Swift. So I kind of mm-hmm. just like imagined. You know how she kind of idolized Taylor Swift, but I put it into the terms of Marigold idolizing Tara. Was there anything else that you did other than idolizing? I kind of also just like imagined what the forest looked like and where I'd be standing and who I'd be talking to and what I like to do for really everything that I, all acting purposes that I do. is I kind of like imagine like a before and an after moment. Because watching a scene, we only see the moment they call cut and the moment they call action. Um, you know, but I kind of like to imagine what would be happening before they call action and after they call cut to help you get into character more.
2: Oh, that's so true. I do that too. Well, sometimes like I, like if it's for certain things, I already know what happens before and after because like, I've already thought through it, but sometimes I like to save it before I do the script. I mean, like right when I do it so that it's very fresh in my mind. So it depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. So are you working on any projects now? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's awkward voice crack. Sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm working on, well, I start filming um, at the end of September, my TV show, Shameless. We're starting our fourth season, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And I'm going to be filming something fun at the end of the month, too, which I'm really excited about.
2: So it's like I'm just a busy girl. I just <laughs> I know, can't oh handle God. it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have accomplished a lot in such a young age. How do you handle it all?
3: I don't know. I mean, I I guess I just try to stay, like, grounded. I go to regular school. I'm a freshman this year, and I'm very, very excited. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I go to regular school when I'm not filming. uh, But when I am filming, I have a tutor on set, so I still do work, do schoolwork. (laughs) And um, (laughs) a a lot of my (laughs) friends aren't actors. Most of my friends aren't actors, actually. So I guess really just doing that and working hard and having your goals, is that. I guess that's how I handle it. (laughs)
2: You're lucky, none of my friends are actors. Oh my you're God. listening That's to okay. the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Emma Kenny, a voice talent in the film Epic, Standing Up, Jobs, and Lee Daniels, the butler. So right now, let's continue speaking with Emma about the film Epic. And we were just speaking about how she has friends that are actors, and I just don't, (laughs) which is really sad.
3: (laughs) No, but a lot of my friends aren't actors. The majority of them aren't actors, actually. Oh. Are not actors.
2: (laughs) We can be friends, and then we can be actor friends.
3: (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) We can be it. Yes.
2: Well, back to Epic. Because we were totally getting sidetracked. I know, God. <laughs> so, when you were doing the script and reading your sides, did you just go by the script or do you do a little bit of improv as well?
3: For the majority, we would just go by the script because um, it's animation and you have to match up with the characters, you know, with the characters'
2: yeah, movement, what are
3: they that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they open their mouth to talk. Um, so it's like one of those old
2: Chinese movies that are just like, and then you speak and then it's like, and
3: it doesn't even come out and it sounds like awkwardly, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but we did do a little bit of improv in the sense maybe I'd be like, like our director would have to like Chris Wedge, he'd maybe say, okay, now you should laugh or now you should scream or something. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, like that might not have been written in a script. Ah.
2: See, I love mm-hmm. to improv because it's what I I mean. Like, I used to take an improv class, and it was every Thursday. And so, improv helps a lot. Like, just yeah, it's
3: <laughs> not my favorite. I think it's like I honestly, like the best kind of acting. I think it helps so much. I love improv. <laughs> yeah,
2: we can be improv buddies too, since we're <laughs> already yeah, acting we're friend are. buddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, when you are not acting or directing, I read that you love playing with your animals and one day hopes to open an animal shelter, shelter. So how do you feel about that?
3: I mean, yeah, I love animals. I volunteer when I'm when I'm in L.A., I volunteer at the Best Friends in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I like to volunteer there on a the weekend. And it's really fun just to hang out with the animals and walk them and feed them. And I love animals. My favorite animal is cats. I ah. love cats. And why <laughs> is your favorite animal a cat? I don't know. I think they're awesome. I think they're <laughs> fat, and they're, they're squishy, and they're fun. Oh. little cats. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> You're like, I don't know. They're just crazy. fat and squishy. Squishy, and
3: they eat a lot, and I think that it's awesome that, you know, the fatter the cat gets, the more people love them.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. That was hilarious. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> you directed your own movie, The New Girl in Town. How was that?
3: Uh-huh. Well, when I was nine, I, uh, I wrote a script called The New Girl in Town. I mean, I always like to write and stuff when I'm to do wrote a script, and um, I casted my friends in, like, my backyard. We had, like, a casting session. <laughs> I don't even know why. It was really weird. And, um, yeah, and then I, I did an eBay commercial that year, and I used the money, and I bought a Canon Vixia video camera, and we decided mm-hmm. to shoot it. So we started filming at a bunch of my friends' houses, and um, we edited it, and we entered it in the New Jersey International Film Festival, and it made it as a finalist, which was so exciting. Oh, that's...
2: That's that's amazing to make something, and just like just make something of your own, and then have right. someone tell you or a group of people tell you that it's very good and it deserves to do something or or something along those lines. I always thought that was good. And by yeah. the way, I love writing too. Oh my god, thank just, you. <laughs> we just have so much in common. It's not even funny.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what do you pe- what do you think people and kids will get out of this? I-
3: out of Epic? Um, well, I think... we Out of Epic or The New Girl in Town? <laughs> the New Girl in Town. Oh, well, I, mean, I, didn't... I mean, Epic. I'm getting so confused. Epic. Me too. Epic. Okay. okay. Well, I think the storyline kind of behind Epic is to, you know, keep the forest clean mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and like to preserve the forest. So I think that, you know, maybe we doing small steps or what you can do. Maybe do a cycle. And also kind of just, like, to look out in your backyard and get off your phones and stop tweeting for a couple minutes and just look out in your backyard, go outside, hang out outside, and, um, you know, you never know what you may find. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
4: Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm
2: your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton.
4: And you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us right now, Jerry. So how are you doing today, Jerry? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing very well. Um, so right now we are going to be discussing the film Standing Up. So Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about the film?
5: Well, Stand Up, Standing Up is an anti-bullying film and it starts off when two kids, they are uh, going to the summer camp and the girls and the boys are on different sides of one big island a mile away from the mainland. And uh, they leave the boy and the girl stranded on the island with no clothes on as an annual prank very mean uh, but instead of them coming back take a picture of them for the annual prank they escape and they're always on the run for the next couple of weeks trying to avoid going back to the camp and being a lot of new people
4: Wow, that sounds like a very intense film. Definitely sounds like it gets the point across. So, was this film purely fictional, or was it done documentary style?
5: Um, it looked like it was. It looked like that it could really happen in real life, but at the same time, it looked like it was a great movie and um, not too real, but real good, real at the same time. It was a perfect balance.
4: Realistic. That's nice. That's awesome. So, what are your initial thoughts on this film?
5: I thought that um, the plot is just genius. It's based off a book that basically is the same. And I think it's a very good book to turn into a movie.
4: Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about the cinematography in this film. I know we mentioned slightly about um, it being slightly documentary style, but what did you think of the overall cinematography and special effects, if there are any? There
5: weren't many special effects, but you could really feel like they're, you were really right then, and you, after a while, you fell in love with the two two main characters, and it was just a fantastic story.
4: Awesome. So, tell me a little bit about the soundtrack to this film, because it does that, sound very emotional, so I know music definitely goes along with that. Surprisingly, there
5: wasn't a big soundtrack, but the music there was here, there was a a good amount of music. It was definitely felt that felt that um, it improved the scene quite a lot.
4: Awesome. A little bit of like subtle music to just enhance the overall emotion of the film. I think is the best type of soundtrack. You know, because when it's too overwhelming, I feel like it doesn't it doesn't enhance the scene. It sort of like overpowers it. So I'm glad that it was pretty balanced out. Is what it sounds like. Um. So do you think you have a favorite character in this film? And if so, who is it?
5: I don't think I have a. Fit- favorite character because they're just fantastic. All the characters in this movie are just too fantastic
4: to choose, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so since you really liked all of the characters, tell me a little bit about the actors. Tell me about some of the characters who they're played by and what you liked about them.
5: Well, the boy is definitely a uh, try a bright boy and he uh, he tries to do things smartly. And he's kind of, he likes about a few big things that he should have told the girl he's with but he doesn't and and he she finds out later and the girl she's very interesting she's always worried because they're literally on the run you know the police are looking for them and they're hiding at a different camp so it's completely it's very strange Mhm.
4: um so do you think you have a favorite scene in this film or again was it just so fantastic you can't choose
5: I do have a favorite scene, and that's when they got off the islands. The girl couldn't swim, but the boy could. So they grabbed the gigantic branch, they held onto it, and they swam a mile across the waters.
4: Oh, my gosh. Jeez. It sounds like such an intense film. So what genre would you put it in? Do you do you think it's all sort of just like a drama, or do you think there's any comedy to it?
5: Um, There's a bit of fun to it. I really wouldn't put it as a drama. I would just put it as a, like, not a romance but it's a definitely heartwarming story. Mhm.
4: Uh, so speaking of romance, I find and this is something that bothers me so much about movies is that whenever there's a guy main character and a girl main character, they always have to like have some sort of like romantic tension between them. Um so was there any of that in this film that you noticed at all?
5: There was a scene where they were- in front of a TV and, and, the, and the TV scene, they were kissing. It definitely looked like it was about to be romance, but instead though, so. Okay,
4: well that's good. Because I so, honestly think like that's why, so like when you're friends, when you're younger, you know, when you're friends with a guy or a guy is friends with a girl, it's like, oh my God, you like them. And that's because there's the stereotypes in movies that kids have like drilled into their heads, you know? So thank goodness for this film, keeping friendships, just friendships because we need more movies like that.
5: Yeah, you could see that there are parts where they could put, definitely put uh, romance, but the director decided not to put it, and it was definitely a good, good decision.
4: Yay, well, yes, that sounds like a good decision. That, that makes me happy. Um, So do you think that you can relate to this film at all? Like, I know you've worked a lot with bullying, so how do you think this film sort of addresses the issue of bullying, and if it's relatable to teens that have been bullied?
5: Um, it definitely is relatable to bullying because there's a lot of different, uh, scenes where they, um, they are bullies, and it's, uh, at two camps, so a camp they hide at the camp they were at, and, um, they get bullied badly thinking they're all cool, they're good with the guys, but, and the girls, but no, and in the next, next one, uh, they try and learn to stand up for themselves, and they do that the next time they, they get in contact with a bully. And I don't know if it improved with them, but you can definitely
4: see it's meant for anti-bullying, and it is a very good anti-bullying film. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like an amazing movie. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney.
2: And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton.
4: And today we have been talking with Emma Kenney, star of the animated film Epic, Standing Up, Jobs, and Lee Daniels, the butler. So right now we are talking with Jerry about the anti-bullying film Standing Up, and he was just telling me all about this incredible film. It truly sounds amazing, but it also not only is educational and teaches about anti-bullying and, you know, standing up for yourself, but it's also a heartwarming, feel-good film. Um, so tell me, do you think uh, that this is a good family film, or is it more geared towards teens, younger kids? Like what would you say?
5: You know, this is definitely a good uh, this is definitely a good family film, um kind of young, but not really young, I would say. Um, and also it's definitely good for the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's good for basically everybody. and i it's just amazing how educational it is and how much of a good movie it is as well.
4: That's awesome. So, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Because it sounds like you like it very much.
5: Five out of five stars, no contest. Mm-hmm.
4: That's awesome. Um, question: What age are the kids in the uh, uh, in the film? Like, because you say it's these boys and girls at a camp. So, w- what age are they?
5: They're all different ages. Like, the bully w- looked like he was sixteen or seventeen. Um, the boy and the girl looked like they were either like thirteen, twelve. They didn't
4: mention their na- their ages, but mm-hmm. but they look in the young teens. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering because I was like older teens, younger teens, hopefully not ten year olds running from the cops because that would be sad.
5: <laughs> no, it was just 13, twelve year olds, not really young kids. There are really no young kids in this scene in this movie, I mean.
4: yeah, okay. Well, that's good. Um, so tell me if you could be any character, who would you be and why?
5: You know, I would have to be the female bully that uh, helps the male bully because she's she uh, realizes what she's doing. She's like, this is so horrible, I don't want to do this. And she's not okay with this, and um, she's the one that does the most instead of one of the mothers trying to find these kids and you know, get them back safely.
4: That's good. Yeah. First, when you're like, I would be one of the bullies. I was like, what, Jerry, what, what is coming out of your mouth? But yeah, I think that's awesome. Showing, um, especially in the media, showing someone can change and, you know, redemption, because a lot of times people think, you know, they don't believe in second chances, but I, for one, definitely do. So I think that's awesome that there was such incredible change and character development in this film. And I'm glad that you were able to recognize that. And that's who you would be. So do you think there's anything about this film you would change? I know it sounds like you like it quite a bit, but you know, if you were the director or writer or anything, would you change anything?
5: You know, I wouldn't change anything that much um, because there, it was really just a fantastic film and I really w- won't want to change a thing because it would ruin it.
4: Mm-hmm. So where can people find the film standing up?
5: Um, It's coming out in theaters it, I mean, it's coming on the DVD soon, and, and um, it's on theaters as well, but they're mostly private screenings.
4: Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, that sounds like such an incredible film. So I know, I'm, I'm guessing the biggest moral is, you know, no bullying, but could you elaborate on that for me, what, like, the main moral or message of this film is?
5: Never um, judge a book by its cover because the girl thought that- boy was just another one of those bullies and she didn't really trust him at first
4: Mm -hmm. awesome well thank you jerry so much for telling us all about standing up and it is coming out on dvd soon so be sure to check it out because it sounds like such a you know educational film a heartfelt film really just an overall fantastic movie so again jerry thank you so much for telling us all about it thank you so much for letting me talk about it absolutely anytime
0: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey,
2: welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your
4: co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devanny.
2: And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are interviewing Emma Kennedy, voice of the film Epic, Standing Up, the film's Jobs, Lee Daniels, and Lee Lee Daniels, the butler. So right now, we're speaking with Raven and Anthony about the film Jobs. So Raven and Anthony, how are you? Good.
4: I am doing super awesome. Thanks for asking, Brianna.
2: (laughs) You're welcome, Raven. So, I just saw this film very, very recently. I don't know what recently is to you, but I think it was about two weeks, or two or three weeks ago, and it's an autobiography of one of the most famous people in the world. So, can you tell our listeners, Raven, what this film is about?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, so Jobs is a, about Steve Jobs, who was the uh, founder of Apple Computers, and uh, all of you probably have iPods or iPhones or I-whatevers, um whatever it is okay. you young folk use, <laughs> and he was pretty much the founder of all of that, so it pretty much tells about him. Uh, it starts off way, way back in the day, back in the 70s, and it starts off with him and just a small group of his friends, and it tells about how him and his friends, you know, founded and came up with this company in his parents' garage, and it shows over the years how the company grew and expanded um, into being this huge, you know, worldwide leader in technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also shows the struggles that came with revoli- revolutionizing like the use of computers and everything and sort of like the fallout between friends and betrayal and all yeah. this hardships that come Other along stuff. with with success. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's like, yeah, you can be successful along with like your heart getting ripped out like 500 times.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So, Anthony, Ashton Kutcher... Mr. Murley, I think that's how you pronounce his name, and the rest of his friends slash employees, um, were all in this film, and they all were associated with one another in this film, and they were together, and then they were apart, so how do you think their acting was?
7: Well, actually, I think they did really good acting. They got with the emotion of their characters, mm-hmm. I mean, they were they did such an amazing job, they they like when they're directing people they actually sound like it's happening. It's like history.
2: Yeah. I absolutely love when they do biographies about people that like almost everyone knows about. And it's and, and not that it's supposed to be like this guy that had it perfect, but like I love when things like he made a, such a big impact on the world and they make a biography. I just love when they do that. So
4: yeah, if anybody's seen um, The Social Network, this film has a lot, like, a similar format to it, and also Mark Zuckerberg is sort of similar to Steve Jobs, kind of, because okay. they both invented things that we use a lot, but it has sort of, like, the same format, um, because mm-hmm. in The Social Network, just like in Jobs, it highlights sort of specific um, events and important things that happened throughout, like, the lives of these people and so it's it's not like this movie is spread out over a year or a day it's like over um decades and so it's highlighted mm-hmm. with like dates and events and locations and all this stuff so that's kind of yeah. cool
2: i never like when they did it just of one day because i'm just like that doesn't really tell me anything about him
4: yeah or like a lot of movies will be like over the summer of someone's life or like the year of someone's life and this is spread out a lot, and it'll show, like, there'll be, like, an intro, and it'll say, like, in the corner of the screen, like, 1987, like, Computer Associates Ball. That wasn't actually a thing that happened. I just came up with that, so I'm cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just came up with that. (laughs) Yeah. So, Anthony, is this film easy to follow along? Well, it was, it got
7: pretty confusing during the very beginning, and a little bit in the middle, but it was pretty easy to follow on after you got most of the facts in your mind.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that was the thing. Because, Anthony, how old are you? Again, I always forget. I always think you're older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> 11. Okay, yeah. See, I thought you were like 12 or something. See, I totally get where he's coming from. Because, yeah. like, this film. We're so I was talking I saw this with my mom and whenever I'm done seeing movies I always sort of rant about them um yeah, for like the whole car ride home <laughs> um but so the, the not I, I don't think it's necessarily the plot was confusing but I think the format and the formula of this film was confusing only because it is based on someone's life, so there's only so much you can tweak about it. Because we're so used to, like, in this day and age, there is a formula. Like, there's such a set formula um, to films. So we're used to, like, the slow beginning, characters Mm -hmm. being introduced, then a climax in the middle, then there's conflict, and then there's resolve, and then there's the end. Mm -hmm. But in this film, it wasn't like that. There was just a lot of, I don't know, a lot of information, so I could definitely see how it would get confusing. Like, especially when the end came, like, I did not know that it was the end of the movie because it sort of just ended
2: oh
1: so my I feel gosh like,
4: didn't you feel that it oh, literally I'm, just ended like
2: li- literally I, I thought that it was going to go on and i'm just like this must be a pretty long movie and yeah. and then it just cut off and it I'm just, just ends like, oh, what yeah. was
4: that so it, I, did, I, just, did you notice that too anthony yeah it just
7: cuts off right there when i See, thought there was gonna be more of a life story. And I I noticed that,
4: and it's because, like, a lot, I kept looking, I'm like, okay, when's, like, the really big thing gonna happen, and then it's gonna resolve, and then you know it's done, but that wasn't how it was in this film, because that's not always how someone's life is, you know, someone's life isn't exactly like a movie, so that's why I feel like it was a bit confusing, because... There was no specific, like, conflict and a specific resolve, you know? Yeah, I mean, like
2: you said before, it was a person's life, so you don't really know. Yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Hope Hobeton, And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're interviewing Emma Kenney, a voice talent in the film Epic, Standing Up, Jobs, and Lee Daniels, the butler. So, right now, let's continue speaking with Raven and Anthony about the film Jobs. And we were just speaking about how easy it is to follow along with the film and how it ended abruptly. And us three think that you <laughs> can't change that. I thought I was the only one that thought that. But you know, anyway.
4: Everyone in the theater, like walking out, they're like, what? No, okay. <laughs> what? Well, they could have built that up a bit more, but whatever.
2: Yeah. So, how did you think the writers did in, in writing this script and portraying, portraying Steve Jobs, Raven?
4: Um. Okay. So, oh God, I need to like condense my little rant here because this could go on forever. Yeah. But I feel like if they, because I didn't know Steve Jobs honestly, like, and I'd heard that he was a sort of a difficult person to work with and sort of like self-obsessed almost. Mm-hmm. Um, But who knows? Because honestly, again, after Social Network came out, people were like, people who really knew Mark Zuckerberg, they're like, oh, they made him so different than he actually is. So who knows if that's what's going to happen with this film. But honestly, like I learned so much about Steve Jobs sort of as a person and and less as like an iconic figure Mm -hmm. in the 20th century, Um, because people like. I thought that he came up with the technology and invented the technology for the iPhone, but he didn't. Like honestly, what did he do? He came like, up with seriously? No, Like seriously? No. Like seriously.
2: Not dissing. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But like. No, I totally not dissing him, but we oh. just, yeah.
4: Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I watched this movie and I was like, wait, what did this man really do? Like, he had yeah. a good idea, but everybody has good ideas. He was like, oh, it would be cool if we could make a personal computer. Somebody make a personal computer and give me all the credit. Like, yes. I could, do, I could yes. be like, hey, it would be cool if we have flying cars. Somebody make a flying car, but since it was my idea, I'm going to take all the credit.
6: Yeah. Like, he... Yeah. He,
4: like, people made him seem sort of like he was such a brilliant person and developed all this technology, but he didn't. Like, his friend, um Steve, oh my god, I can never pronounce his last name, but his name um, was Steve, was-, was that,
7: something. It was, his, it, his uh, nickname was Woz. Okay. Yeah,
4: Wo- there we go. Cause I'm like, I can never pronounce the last name, but <laughs> Waz. Thank you, Anthony. Waz was the one who invented everything. Why isn't it like Steve Waz is super cool. Like, <laughs> Instead of Steve one, Jobs. Yeah. He was the one who was brilliant. He was the one who came up with the technology, came up with the design, came up with everything, but he didn't get any of the credit. And then Steve Jobs completely stopped talking to him and like lost him as a friend. Like that was another thing. Uh, Steve Jobs, burnt all of his bridges, he abandoned his child, he lost all of his friends. Like, I don't know. It just kind of made me a little bit mad at him. Just well, a but bit. If you,
2: if you think about it, Waz made it and he he made it but it would be like he never really wanted to get into that business. Do you see yeah. where I'm going? Like he never he never wanted to he never wanted to go uh he never wanted to go anywhere with it. He, I yeah. mean, as he said, I don't know if this is what he actually said, but whatever. But he said he only made it for himself. Yeah. And so, but, like, Jobs, I think, got him out of that shell. So he brought it He brought it to the table, and he brought it so that people could see it. So I think it was, like, uh, maybe a 60-40 on people. I think that Waz did the, like, the engineer-type stuff, and then... Oh jobs did the business thing so yeah. saying all of that anthony what did you think about the? <laughs> real quick what did you think about it and how many strides do you give it well um i agree with both of you uh
7: he did steve took all of the tra- credit even though was created it he mm-hmm. created it he did everything but he took all the credit and tried to make it as his own invention when he didn't do any of the work he just became he was just thinking of names and named it an Apple computer
2: yeah but Um, without him it would not be what it is today so yeah, we have to thank him for that
7: um I do think that this movie was uh really good Mm -hmm. I mean it's it has so many weird parts and it's It's pretty much history right before your eyes. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there is so many things that Steve does that is so terrible. Yeah. I can't believe he did. So, out of stars,
4: I give it uh, three. Okay. I give this film four out of five stars because I liked it. I thought it was good. I learned a lot, and I was entertained.
2: Yes. (laughs) We all were.
4: Yeah. Okay, Raven
2: and Anthony, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the film Jobs. You're welcome. No
4: problem. Thank you for having <laughs> us.
2: You're welcome. It's been unveiled, it is unveiled in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Beaton.
4: And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney.
2: From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
6: Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Remember! My
1: name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
4: Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Banny.
2: And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton.
4: And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to be talking with Anthony and Kiefer. So, Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. And Kiefer, how about you?
8: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you.
4: Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for being on the show with us. Um, So, we are going to be talking about Lee Daniels' The Butler, which is a new film. Um, So, Anthony, why don't you tell us a little bit about the plot of this film and what it's all about?
7: Well, um... This movie is all about a person named Cecil who, well, has some tough times, and he has to, He's eventually becomes a butler for the president. Now, he has a lot of different things he has to learn and do. Um, he's used to it. He really likes it until one day he goes to a dinner instead of being the butler, and he realizes that what, when he does it, he's just being insulted why he's doing it.
4: Oh, wow. Um, so, Anthony, what time period is this film set in? Well,
7: um, this is pretty much sent back all the way till in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when the like black and white don't have the same rights yet. Oh, yeah,
4: okay. So when there was still segregation and whatnot. Yeah,
7: he was still black, he was black, so
4: he had a lot of bad things Mm -hmm. happening in his life. Oh, wow. Well, it sounds like a very powerful film. So, Kiefer, what do you think of this film?
8: I think it is a wonderful, informative film. And Mm -hmm. it gets, it really goes deep into this. It shows every, well, not every scene, but it shows a lot from different time periods. This is actually from 1952 to 1986. Oh, wow. Eight presidential terms you see lead um, Cecil Gaines go through. And you see a lot. You see assassination of JFK, Martin Luther King's assassination, and you see how life changes. And this film does this very well, keeping this grasp to history. And Based on this wonderful man who was actually, it's actually based on Eugene Allen, who goes mm-hmm. through these similar terms. So it does it very well, keeping to its characters and history. So wonderful film.
4: That's that's actually really incredible that it stretches over such a long period of time and over so many different um, presidential, you know, uh, terms and whatnot. I think that's really actually, that's such a cool concept. I'm really excited to see this film. Um, it's So, Anthony, can you tell me a little bit about the cinematography in this film? Since it is sort of based in, you know, way back when, you know, starting off in the 50s, how do you think they did in capturing, you know, the essence of the 50s through the 80s with the cinematography?
7: Well, I think they did a really good job. They showed almost everything that they had back back then i mean it was it's really cool it shows so many different things so many some things that i didn't even know that happened
4: um so actually i think that was really good that's awesome um so what about you Kiefer? what did you think of the cinematography and also i wanted to talk about costumes a little bit and like set design set design since it's set um a while ago so what did you think of that
8: well this film really does capture the the progressive progression of time i mean from 1952 to 1986 it's a big thing with settings and costumes and pop culture references and they do an amazing job you see uh, how it goes from old 1950 um 1950s how everything was very more um, how everything was mostly with bright colors with polka dot justice and women with pills, and from yeah, the 60s and 70s, and then you go into the 80s well, it gets a little more modernized, but it's still that sort of 80s touch, yeah. And the cinematography you're mostly in the White House and also in other parts of the United States, very good. And wow, since it was back then when the um. Uh, sorry, civil rights issues were happening. You see a lot of these only white bathrooms, white, white colored only, colors only. Um, so you see a lot of that everywhere. So that's what is amazing about this film. So wonderful cinematography. That's awesome. Um, so Anthony, tell me a little
4: bit about the actors in this film and how you think they did.
8: Well,
7: the actors, they act so good they showed all the emotion in their characters. Whatever was happening, if they were, let's say they were about to be shot, or they just did get shot, they showed exactly how it would feel. The they showed so many details, I could barely tell they were actually actually acting.
4: Mm-hmm. And how do you think Forest Whitaker did, who plays Cecil Gaines, since he's sort of the main character of, of this film? What did you think of his performance?
7: Well, he did a really, actually a really, really good performance. He he acted exactly how his character is. He never changed. Um, I mean,
4: he's just, he did really good. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, So, Kiefer, do you think you have a favorite scene or a favorite character?
8: Favorite character has got to be Cecil Gaines, played by Forrest Whitaker, I believe he's saying his last name right, yeah, mostly because uh, Whitaker does a wonderful job portraying his character and how he's going through his years and how he's he's used to civil rights and he's used to serving um, serving whites and and he has to go through his change like his son's going through um, trying to make a difference. And he's against that because he's like, this is the way of life. You're changing yeah. it. You're going to get yourself killed. But the progression of this character, he's seeing how life is changing. And it took him 20 years in uh, serving in the White House to actually ask for a ray-
4: raise. Wow. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney.
2: And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton.
4: And today we have been talking with Emma Keeney, star of the animated film Epic, Standing Up, Jobs, and right now we are talking with Anthony about Lee Daniels, the butler. Uh, so, Anthony, do you think you have a favorite character in this film?
7: Hello. Um, My favorite character in this movie is Cecil Gaines because he works so hard and he just wants things to change. He really just wants everybody to have the same rights i mean inside the white house he's seen that for the 21 years that he's worked there he's never seen a black man get promoted higher um nothing ever happened to them while all the white men got promoted over and over again and kept on getting raises
4: he just wanted
7: things to change
4: Absolutely. Um. So this film is rated PG-13. So what do you think of the rating? Well, I mean,
7: the rating, I understand it. This rate they do have a lot of, I mean, a little bit of violence in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they also have a lot of adult language that a lot of people, I bet, couldn't really understand. So I see why it's PG-13. But to me, I probably rated 10 and
4: up Mhm. all right well that's definitely good to let parents know that there's just some certain things to look out. and again this is sort of what we always come to when we give the ratings because we're all you know young well i'm older but um pretty much everyone is young and we've all been watching sort of pg-13 movies our whole lives and whatnot so it really is just up to the parents based on what they think that their uh, child could handle um so anthony how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five uh four and a half Mm -hmm. and why is that
7: um well i mean this movie was really really good it showed it was pretty much history just in a really better way um Mm -hmm. it showed how hard it was and how difficult it was back then it showed me so many things i didn't know um the only reason I want to give it completely five is because it got really confusing in the very middle of the movie.
4: Awesome. Well, I'm I'm really glad that you liked this film, and I'm glad that it was one that you could enjoy and learn from. Um. So what do you think the main moral or message of this film is? Well,
7: the main probably message in this movie would be uh, always stand up for your own rights. Don't let anybody take control of you.
4: Mm-hmm. I think that's such an awesome message, especially, you know, in a film set in this time period. And again, like I said, I think it's awesome that this film was spread out over such a long period of time so that um, Cecil Gaines could witness that there was some change. And, you know, definitely probably not as much as he wanted, Um But I think it's cool that he was able to sort of live through all of that and live through all of these incredible events like the civil rights movement, you know, Vietnam, um, the JFK assassination, like all these incredible events that sort of have uh, shaped our country. So I think that's cool that they put it all into one film. Um, So since it was all into one film, what did you think of the time of this film? Do you think it was too long, too short? What would you say?
7: Well, I think the time of this film was really good.
4: I mean it showed good length you would say.
7: Yeah, a good length of time. They didn't really like cut you off anywhere. Mm-hmm. It showed you all of the history from a certain time to where Obama was well elected. Mm-hmm. So actually it shows a good a good um like a good length of time.
4: That's awesome. Well I cannot wait to see this film. It sounds fantastic you can relate to any one of the characters um or do you think that it was sort of just a type of film that you know you watch and you don't necessarily relate to
7: yeah it's kind of just a film where i can't really relate to anybody
4: but at least you enjoyed it right yeah (laughs) awesome well anthony thank you so much for telling us all about lee daniels the butler it is out in theaters now so guys be sure to check it out because it sounds incredible it sounds like such a fantastic film um so anthony again thank you so much for being with us and telling us all about it you're welcome (laughs) thank you so much for joining us you've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions
1: thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel now you know what to see and speaking of see we'll see you again next week Bon appétit!
0: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.